okay. Welcome back to the official podcast of the Taliban. It's your parents watch this on comedy here often. I'm your host, Brad Semituk, here with a special guest. Introduce yourself. Uh, it's Kian Beatty, the co-host of this, po- the regular co-host of this podcast. Yeah, but it's special to me that uh, you agreed to do a <laughs> podcast with me. Yeah, man. Every week, it's always on the ropes. So I like <laughs> to keep you guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, I'm like, "Hey, what are, what movie are we gonna do this week?" And you're like, "I don't know if I want to keep going." <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, good news. We ha- we have another another review. Yep. And this one, it's not from such a coward like yeah. the last time. A loser coward who uh, was afraid to speak their mind and say how much they really liked this podcast. Yeah. And guess what? That person, uh, they never pulled up. So yeah, never did. I'm shrugging right now. <laughs> uh, so I'd like to give a big shout out to uh, Pat from Canada, a man who's named Pat. We can only assume he's also from Canada. Do you know it's a man? It might be a girl. Oh, shit. Hey, Patricia from Canada, you are lovely. A beautiful angel. Uh, Thank you for listening to our podcast. A beautiful angel or a handsome devil. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And thanks for reviewing our podcast. Everybody else that's listening to this right now, uh, maybe look into it. Keep up. Maybe look into it. I've heard a rumor that everybody who reviews the podcast uh, gets seven years of good luck. Yeah. So if you've broken a mirror recently, this is a great way to undo that. Yeah, good balance out type of situation. Uh, it does the same thing as taping the mirror back together. <laughs> uh, what movie did we watch this week? This week we watched Dazed and Confused. Uh, cult classic or a regular classic? I'm not sure. What? Do you, which is it? I'd say it's a pretty cult classic, but it's also like a regular. It's, you know. It's like one of those uh, fucking, uh, you know, like Fear and Loathing, where it's a cult classic, but also everybody likes it. Yeah, okay. Um, here, let me tell you this to kick off the discussion this week. I don't know what you're supposed to get out of this movie. Like, to me, it just seemed like a sort of a vlog. Yeah. I think that was kind of the idea of it. This is like... Uh, it's like, I know that I've complained on this show before about how I wish there was just a movie where nothing bad happened and everyone just had fun the whole time. Turns out I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want that in movies. What what was it like too meandery for you or what aspect of it could you not get into? I just kept being like, when is anything gonna happen? Yeah, and I think that's kind of the idea of it. Is that like shit's not that interesting in high school, you know? Oh, that's uh I guess that's what they're pitching. I mean, to like me. that was kind of the takeaway I got. Like I felt like this was kind of uh this was almost high school from like three different perspectives. So you had like the um like the freshman kids, uh, the guy with the long hair who's getting a paddling through the beginning of the movie. Yep. Uh, you've got the seniors who are graduating. They're kind of the ones in the middle in the thick of it. Uh, you know, they're not too sure what they're gonna do uh, with the rest of their lives. They're just kind of figuring their shit out. They're in high school. They're not happy about it. Mm. And then you have um fucking uh, Matthew McConaughey's character right at the end who uh, is out of high school and wishes he was back into it and is kind of clinging on to those glory days. And then there's you, the viewer. Hmm. who at least for me is now very far removed from that and I can kind of see everything as it is like it's almost uh, this movie was a very uh, very much a nostalgia trip for me like and it wasn't cuz I tried to watch this a couple of times when I was in high school and it was kind of like the same with you where it just didn't hit with me like it was just boring it was a little meandery I didn't really relate to anything yeah and then at the end like and I just didn't care for it and I expected expected to go into it this time and also have the same feeling and just, like, not care about it. But, um, yeah, so no, I, I felt like I got it this time. Is the lesson of this movie, then, t- 
to not glorify your past? Like, is this a movie for guys who uh, always talk about like how high school rocked? I think the lesson of this movie is delivered uh, on the football field at the end of the movie. I wow, we're really going out of order this week. But uh, at the end of the movie, everyone's smoking uh, darts out the football field. Uh, joints, joints. actually. Uh, some of them are darts. Oh, okay. Um, well, respect that. <laughs> but um, and, and and while they're doing it, you know, uh, one of them is uh, kind of the uh, is having doubts about like if he wants to keep playing football. He's like, "Am I going to waste my time? I don't want to be a guy who looks back and like thinks that these were the best years of my life." And then his friend is like, well, like, I'm just I don't want to look back and think that I didn't make the most of it. You know, like he wanted to look yeah. back and be like, OK, I may I may have been stuck here, but I made the best of it. You know, I had the most fun I could have had. I played the most football and I kissed the most women. Amen. And, and uh, I think that's the lesson of the movie. You know, fucking shit might be stupid for no reason. You know, like you, you might be stuck in high school. You might be stuck in a spot in life that you might not be particularly stoked about, might not be where you want to be. There's no need to not be making the most of it. Yeah, I guess that's sort of beautiful. I guess you, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish, uh, you know, maybe like a guy could just tell you that instead of having to watch two hours of people smoking weed wrong. You know what I hated the most about this movie? And the thing I hate the most about all stoner movies? What? Uh, they're so bad at rolling joints. How? Like the Who? Who? The opening scene of this movie is somebody rolling a joint, and it's just, like, loose as fuck, and you can tell there's stems in it. And it's like, grow up, dude. It's the 80s, You're dude. You're fucking 17. What if... You know how everyone's like, yeah, weed's gotten so much better since the 80s. It's like, what if it's the same, and we just figured out how to roll joints finally? Yeah, maybe. We just rolled them a little fucking tighter? Yeah. Pack, packed a little more weed in there, and they're like, wow, so this is twice as good. And it's like, yeah, there's twice as much in there. It's like I'm supposed to believe these guys are like hardcore stoners, and they can't even roll a cone? Grow up. <laughs> Make it realistic. You know what I mean? Well, you think, can you roll a cone? Absolutely, roll I can a cone. roll a cone. We'll go on Instagram Live right now. Roll up for the fans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I haven't in uh, quite a while since oh, I'm... Oh, making uh, some excuses Since now, I'm a sober Brad. man. But oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, my fingers have hey, lost hey, muscle Hey, memory. oh, hey, oh. Let me oh. oh, oh, let me finish. I still can, is what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> still very confident in, in all my abilities. Um, you, uh, we should talk about the stoner character in this. I okay. hated him. Which... The, the guy with the long hair and the, yeah. and the hat and the shirt. I think I just hated him because he had a shirt with a weed leaf and he was at school. And yeah. it's like, fucking show some respect. Oh, you weren't big into that? I hated it. Mm. But it's honestly like, because I, I, you have the bit about it. I just hate about it. I hate it fashion-wise. Yeah, I do hate drugs guys. I think weed guys are probably the worst type of drugs guys. It followed sec like It's either weed guys or mushrooms guys. Yeah, well, it's like weed guys are the worst. I think it's anybody who wears we uh, drug shit on like as an outfit. You know, like if you if you have yeah. something with if you're like wearing weed socks, grow up. If you're wearing a, a tie dye shirt with a, a you know melting mushroom on it or a melting smiley <laughs> face, fucking grow up, dude. <laughs> Go yeah. to your fucking parole officer and check in. Like, take that shirt off. You look like shit. That's fair. Cause yeah, when I was in high school, nobody was wearing weed shirts anymore. We all it was all like. That was out of style, right? You had to be subtle about it. So it was, it, people would just wear weed socks. Yeah. And um, God, I hated weed socks, man. Yeah. It was like all the, but like, I don't know if I hated the actual socks or I hated the people who wore them for being cooler than me. You <laughs> for know me, I mean? it's all of the above. 
Yeah. I just wasn't a fan in general. Because the problem with those guys is like they're annoying as fuck, sure, but it's also like they were way cooler than me. Like, I think I just hated it because nobody else realized how lame that was. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It's like, uh, you know that brand, uh, I think it's called Kappa, and the logo of it is like the, the silhouette of two naked girls leaning yeah. back to back? Absolutely. I when people would wear that, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? We're in Catholic school right now. Yeah. You're going to bring paraphernalia like that into the into the building? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell, and a gentleman also doesn't kiss and wear a shirt about it. Yeah, a exactly. A full track suit about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I was in school, the stoner kids would all, it would be like flannel pajamas, a big-ass sweater, and uh, they would, like, roll up the pajamas so you could see their weed socks, and they would also wear, like, slide sandals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, slides were huge. Um, we we had a lot of kids wearing um, a lot of melting smiley faces that said "had a ni- have a nice trip." Mm, um, that's because then that's a pun too, and it's like pick one way to be oh, lame, bro. Well, that's how you know <laughs> that you just think smoking weed is cool that you haven't actually done it yet. You would just really <laughs> like for someone to ask you because you're still making grammar puns. You know, like you're still doing wordplay. Yeah, yeah. You're Guy st- who smokes weed couldn't even. I can't. You think I'm doing wordplay right think now? My mind goes fast enough to get that shit. You think Absolutely I can do not. words, let alone play with them? Get yeah. out of here. I got brain fog, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I'm burnt right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need a fucking nap. <laughs> yeah, tie-dye was huge too. We used to uh my thing was uh I wouldn't wear tie-dye, right? But I, what I would do is I would get a black shirt and I would tie-dye it with bleach. Nice. And that was pretty fucking that sick. That is pretty cool, like a goth you. guy's tie-dye. Yeah, yeah, like a fucking, yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah, I wear tie-dye, but I also listen to Lil Peep. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also in my head about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm insecure. <laughs> Would you? Uh, what did you think of the hazing ritual that the movie opened up on? I, man... Uh, Here's the thing about hazing, right? Is uh also can I see your thing there? Yeah, all um you want to see my chapstick and borrow it? You yeah. want to taste my lips on your lips? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, try Brad's strawberry chapstick. <laughs> Brad, it's crazy that you have strawberry hey. float that you used to use lip smackers chapstick. <laughs> Man, don't come at me after I came at you. Just accept that I burned you. Don't reburn me back. That's not allowed. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, the thing about hazing is, like, it is for losers. But, like, when I was a kid uh, in high school, like, we always just heard rumors about hazing, and then nobody ever actually did it. Like, I remember everybody warned me about getting paddled at a party. And then I went to a party, and, like, everybody was just like, hey, we should just, like, hang out. How old were the people warning you about getting paddled? Like, your age? No, they were older. Like, it was always guys who were already in high school, like... uh, Probably going into grade 11 when I was going into grade oh, 10. Oh, so do you think that they got paddled, or do you think they just heard about it? I don't know. I have a, like, my conspiracy theory is that hazing isn't real. Well, I know that it is. Okay. How I do you know? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to say. It wasn't anything to do with me. There's just one specific frat at the U of A that we're we're good friends with. 
that gets uh, uh, in trouble about once a year for hazing rituals. So do you think it just got older, like, as the times went on? I think that it fell off in the mainstream, but I do think that it's still around, especially in, like, those kind of frat circles. Like, it's, I mean, it, there was absolutely, like, no hazing whatsoever when I was in high school, but I do think it's probably still around in, at the university level, because then it's mm. like... You start to become a fucking dog again at that age. You know, like you're <laughs> fucking around and shit. You're drinking, you're smoking. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll yeah. spank a guy, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but like in high school, that's like you're so insecure. And if nobody's already doing that, like I'm not going to be the guy who starts spanking. Yeah. I just remember uh, when we were in grade 10, like probably the first week of grade 10, uh, nobody did it at our school, but we were all real worried about it. Actually, that's a lie. What did happen was uh, they put condoms on the locks on our lockers. They didn't do it to me, obviously, because they were scared of me. Yeah. Um, cause and I, they knew you wouldn't need it. Well, yeah. I mean, I was going raw by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad being 14, being like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> um, no, they uh, they just did it to like some people, but... Um, yeah, I just remember it being like the most ineffective prank ever. Like, oh no, the my lock is slippery now. Ew. <laughs> like, and then now I need a new locker. Yeah, so that's what happened at our school. And then uh, I remember hearing that at the other uh, high school in Sherwood Park, uh, the grade twelves threw eggs from the top floor at all the grade tens. But that's then, pretty funny. Yeah, but then like I asked people who went to that school and they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so Someone just imagined something sick happened? Yeah, I think that like, I don't know. I, I have a hunch that I just grew up in a town that was like a little too bashful to risk getting in trouble for no reason. Well, yeah. I mean, the town you... The, you grew up in like a subdevelopment in a, of a bigger city. Yeah. You know, like you, you grew up... a. Everyone was just trying to build Edward Scissorhands City. Yeah. In your place, you know, like they're they're not hazing. Yeah, that is true. Like, what do they have? What aggression does anyone have in that town to take out? None. They're just happy to be there. Yeah. When I was in uh, grade five, my teacher, her name was Miss Allen. She was a genuinely crazy lady who kept trying to convince us well, there'd be a furnace that would go off sometimes. And she genuinely thought it was a ghost. She was a fucking nuts lady. Uh, she got she uh, we were allowed to say hell in her class. Hell yeah. Because she thought it was like she was like, it's a real place. And we would like have discussions about hell. And I, God, <laughs> I was so Catholic back then. That's uh, so sick. It's so funny to be Catholic, but also believe in ghosts. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to. Aren't Holy you? ghost, baby. Heard of it? No. Holy spirit. Uh, listen, I just started the Bible. I'm on chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Well, I spoiler alert. Then uh, the Holy Ghost is going to come into play. Ah. He and he fucks around. He does some cool shit. So there's only one ghost in Catholicism. Well, who's to say? There's one ghost in the Bible, and we pray to him. Huh? There's who's to say there's not one in the furnace closet at Good Shepherd Elementary? Man, religion is so fucking confusing. It's like, can you just tell me to be a good guy? Like, no. can you, can't you just write a book where it's like treat people nice? Yeah, we'll Why say does it that. Have to be all also, these fucking characters. Yeah, we're also going to say a lot of other stuff about giving a portion of your income to the church and not wearing mixed fabric. You know, there's filler. There's you're not allowed to. Or wear would mixed you trust fabric? a religion that was just like their holy book text was like two and a half pages long? Yeah, give me a fucking holy pamphlet with some pictures on. Double spaced fourteen point font, size sixteen periods, written in Comic Sans. <laughs> yes, I would trust that. I would trust it more than some guy being like, "Yeah, there were these two cities that got destroyed because they were doing gay stuff." Well, maybe there's a lesson in that somewhere. 
I don't think there is. <laughs> I think there's a lesson about storytelling in there. Maybe write a good story. Which is uh, tighten it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Honest, st- <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, like I have recommended people who just want to enjoy the Bible stories, just read a children's Bible. Yeah. Read an illustrated kid's Bible. It's better in every way. Yeah. The thing I don't like about the real Bible is it says and too many times. Oh, they go crazy with that word. Yeah, it's like reading a second grader's first try at writing a short story. It's like reading Cormac McCarthy describe a sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but at least he does it like, at least when he does it, it's like beautiful. Yeah. When the Bible does it, it's like, man, this is just clunky prose. But anyway, that fifth grade teacher I had, Miss Allen, she told me about how, uh, when she was in high school, that the the marriage thing that they would do in this movie was like that was real apparently, and she no, like grew up in the seventies. So she was saying huh. like, yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes you'd just be walking down this or walking down the hallway, and they they'd be like, uh, yeah, you have to kiss the bride, and then you they would just make two people kiss, and I was just sitting there in grade five being like, that sounds awesome yeah just being like <laughs> can someone do that to me yeah. please oh, oh no oh i have to kiss her oh no <laughs> oh but yeah if you're the girl that's that's yeah well bad. then that sucks <laughs> <laughs> you gotta kiss some pizza-faced loser who doesn't know how to do it he's got braces yeah he's just excited to be there it keeps asking to make him do it again yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like uh, hey that was really funny should we do that again <laughs> yeah try one more time yeah um I hated uh, how horny the hazing was. There was a lot of horny undertones to it. Like, why are you making a a guy way younger than you bend over in a dark parking lot? Yeah, man. And why did you want to do it so badly was the other thing. (laughs) (laughs) That one guy who, uh, who, who was like the head paddler. Yeah, uh, like he, he, a couple of the kids dodged him, and so like the whole movie, he was like hunting them down. Yeah, and then like he, he like left a bar. He was having fun with his friends, talking to girls, and he's like, "Excuse me, I need to go spank a twelve-year-old. <laughs> I'll be right back, sweetie." Yeah, it was. This uh, is just an example of what a good dad I'm gonna be. It was really gross. Like, and then like even the hazing, like the minimal hazing that w- happened in my school, like. Why does it have to be condoms, dude? Why does it? Why is it all some sort of horny thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. The condoms is so harmless. The condoms, I, I honestly kind of get where it's like, what's the craziest thing we could buy at a grocery store? I guess, but it's like, why can't you just like punch me in the face and call it a day? Because they're cowards. I guess I don't know. They're babies. I just didn't like it. It was so fucking. Yeah, it's just gross. Yeah, like, I didn't like that. I didn't like the, I guess uh, everyone just is gross in high school, though. Yeah, totally. But mm. um, you know what I did like about this movie? Mm. Was that they had a lot of that fucked shit happening, but they also kind of like simultaneously had commentary about how fucked it was. Yeah. That uh, I kind of wrote off the first time I watched this movie. Like, this kind of gave me uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High vibes, where it was showing me stuff that I hated watching. Uh, but I wasn't really paying attention to why they were showing it to me or like what they were trying to do with that. Yeah, I just hated it and couldn't really get past it. Do you think this movie was the end of hazing? Like, you think no, that's I don't. Why we didn't go through it too much? Definitely not. Don't think it was the end. If anything, I would say shit like this probably started a resurgence. This movie was very popular. Mm. But um, yeah, no, because uh, well, during all the hazing rituals, uh, um, like you know, like that group of uh, the kind of three nerdy um, seniors. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about like how, oh man, it's kind of fucked up that they make them do this. Also, why is the whole town in on this? 
Yeah. Why is everyone just cool with these guys in pickup trucks fucking <laughs> going on a high speed chase to spank some kids in their mom's sedan? Yeah, that is weird. It's like, get your life together. Get your own car before you start whacking people on the ass. Well, it's like the whole town, you know? Like, why are you just letting this fly? Also, but, and then, and then, uh, I th- but I think that they did address why. Okay. Um, so uh, when when the uh, high schoolers pulled up to the, or the seniors pulled up to the freshmen's junior high and was like, hey, get in line so you only get one lick. Everyone who runs is getting it. Uh, and then they asked their uh, teacher to let them out early, and he was like, huh. oh, wait, what did he say? He was like, oh, well, my sergeant in Vietnam told me uh, 50 of you are leaving on the mission, 25 of you ain't coming back. And it's like that struggle mindset of like, hey, I went through shit. You do too. Yeah. They don't even stop to consider like, hey, maybe this is fucked. Yeah, well, that's like the same as right now where the guys are like, uh, what are we going to do? Abolish student loan debt and give it to these kids easy? Yeah, what? Well, I had to pay my student loans. You're telling me he doesn't have to pay his student loans? It's loan? like, shut it's the like... fuck up. Your student loan was $300. And also, like... <laughs> did you want to pay it? Yeah. No? <laughs> maybe <laughs> extend that kindness to someone else. Yeah. I do wish I had a Vietnam veteran teacher, though. Like, I feel like... Back in, like, the day, teachers used to be hoard. Hard as hell. But now, like, I don't know. All my teachers were just cowards. Like, you could make teachers cry when I was in high school. That shouldn't be a thing. I had teachers make themselves cry a handful of times. (laughs) Make themselves cry? Yeah. You're just talking about, like, a particular thing in math that was hard for you to learn? (laughs) (laughs) You start bawling? No, I had this, uh, when this, I guess this is kind of sad, but when the Sandy Hook shooting happened, uh, my okay. English teacher. Everyone knows all great riffs start like that. <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna be on the floor after this one. Uh, my teacher just like took it upon herself. My English teacher in grade uh, eight took it upon herself to just like explain the situation to us, which like she did not have to do that. Yeah. We've seen the news. You know, we're pretty online. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We've been making school shooting jokes for seven uh, years. Yeah, I know the name of all the dead kids. Like, you don't need to tell me this. And uh, she was, like, explaining it and then just, like, made herself cry, and then that was the end of class. That's crazy. It's crazy to, like, I don't know. It's what, uh, like, teachers would, like, always get so serious about that kind of shit. And it's like, we live in Canada, dude. That doesn't It's like I'm 14 years old. I don't think I'm going to die. Yeah. Why are you trying to make me feel mortal? I remember we would do drills to, like in case that ever happened and every single teacher every time we would do one of those drills would always be like listen if it happens i will sacrifice my life for you guys and that's just the kind of man i am (laughs) and it's like yeah stop fucking fantasizing about your little hero's journey i never had a teacher tell me that before i had multiple tell me that that's so funny dude i remember uh they would we would always fuck around during those like lockdown practices yeah us too Man, I remember it, we had our our science teacher, Miss Usnick. Uh, she was the fucking worst. I hated her. And uh, they were, like, knocking on... We were all locked down in her class. And uh, the principal was, like, knocking on the door outside, pretending to be a school shooter or whatever. And Sean's just like, come in. <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah, I remember. so much fucking trouble. And that was, like, a killer. That Everyone knew, like, that's the go-to bit. It's going to kill every time. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that. Uh, well, a slight variation on that bit where I would go, who is it? <laughs> <laughs> and they'd get so mad. And it's like, well, I know you're not going to shoot me. 
Yeah. Like, I'd try to have a chill, fun time. Yeah, you want to teach me that this isn't okay, maybe bring a fucking Glock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really put the fear of God in me. Because right now, I don't think you have what it takes, Mr. Prima. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I feel like the amount of, like, ass smacking that they were doing, like, that wouldn't have flown at a real high school because, like, if you touch someone's ass at my high school, like, that was the end of it for you, even yeah. if it was by accident. But didn't you have Slap Ass Fridays at your high school also? No, that was junior high. <laughs> oh, that was your junior high? Yeah, 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 yeah. So why did it fly then? Because it was a hockey school, and hockey kids think that's really funny. True. I was going to ask, did you do any hazing or anything like that in your hockey team? Um, well, okay. Maybe I shouldn't have taken such an anti-hazing <laughs> stance. Because, like, we didn't really do it, like, to... We didn't do it to, like, groups of people, but, like, every year in hockey at the start of the year, we would vote on uh, who was team bitch. <laughs> so it was, like, a very democratic process. Yeah, but no, it was a meritocracy. Yeah, it was a meritocracy because every time the team bitch got elected, it was someone who deserved to yeah. be the team bitch. <laughs> That's what I will say. So, so what came along with being the team bitch? Uh, you had to fill everybody's water bottles. And uh, you had to pick up the pucks at the end of practice. Man, that would be so funny to like to have like the parent notice, be like, "Hey, you know, Jimmy, what? Why are you always filling up everybody's water bottles?" Well, let me tell you a little story, kid. <laughs> let me weave you a web of truth right now, <laughs> because uh, one one year the parent did notice, and uh, the way the parent noticed was because we voted on it, and then uh, the kid uh, who everybody picked immediately started crying <laughs> and um and of course like you're, <laughs> it's like well now you're definitely the yeah, team bitch. it's like you're <laughs> swimming in a pool full of fucking sharks right now and you just cut yourself like <laughs> like so yeah like sure it was wrong what we did yes it was but what i will say is you should have known what situation you were in you can't fucking cry yeah <laughs> and uh so then it just made everyone go way harder on him and then uh he like ran out of the dressing room and went and told his mom so now you're the team snitch too <laughs> uh which is bad and then his <laughs> his mom like it was one of those like helicopter moms where like oh, yeah. if anything bad happens she's like on a fucking rampage right yeah, yeah. and uh so she like she like bursts in the door like <laughs> fucking like kicks it in like she's so mad just seeing red and uh she's like you guys can't call anyone a bitch. That's fucking bullying. I could call the police on you right now. She's like, I could get you guys charged for that. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like come on. Like, have you ever met a hockey boy before in your life? Like, we are just running with this yeah, at this point. Yeah, seriously. Like, like, this is your fault for putting your kid in hockey. Well, it's also like this. That's like the funniest outcome that we could have imagined. Oh, bro. Like, we were doing it to get a rise out of people. <laughs> and we got the ultimate rise. Two people. Yeah. Your mom's also the team bitch now. Like, we had never had a grown-up get mad about it. Yeah. Like, when you have a kid get mad about it, that's funny. When you have a kid cry about it, that's even funnier. When a grown-up gets mad about it, you're just like, I am coming out of my heart right now like <laughs> it was so joyful for everybody in that room and like she lost her mind we were just laughing at her and then like she's crying too now because she's so fucking worked up about it and she just has like 17 children just bullying her now <laughs> and like we started calling her the team bitch after that and um 
Yeah, and then we got a speech from our coaches about how that's wrong and stuff, and uh, we didn't learn our lesson. We just uh, voted on a different team bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we just like that guy wasn't allowed to be the team bitch anymore. <laughs> so funny. That was it. Was so funny that that's the coach's solution to it too. Is he was just like, listen, guys. Good bit. <laughs> you got to pick someone who can handle it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a coach solution. To be yeah. like, look, this is, I, I think this is super funny. <laughs> I've known about it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is the coaches were like on board. Like, that and rocks, then, man. But then like in the speech, he had to like pretend that he had no idea about it. It, it'd be like, listen, I don't, I don't know what this whole team bitch thing is, <laughs> and then also, I'll, Josh, give me back my water bottle real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> Still doing yeah. horseplay with everybody. Yeah, it was like a guy who got arrested at like being interrogated, trying to lie his way out of it. Like he was just like, listen, guys, like this is. He's like cracking a smile, telling <laughs> us it's wrong. Like, oh. yeah. Oh, so I guess maybe there was a bit of hazing actually. Now that I re- recollect it. Well, maybe it's uh, because of the coach. You know what's crazy? I was never named Team Bitch. See, you would be my first pick. That's what I'm saying. You would be Team, you know, Most Valuable Bitch. If our friend group had to pick a Team Bitch, <laughs> I w- we wouldn't even vote. I would just be like, okay, guys. I, <laughs> I, I know what's about to happen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was a lot scrappier in my hockey days, too, which is, uh, that's probably why. Yeah, you wouldn't have let yourself be named Team Bitch. I don't know how I would have taken it, but I, I just like I would just like f- I would fight other people like other people on other teams a lot. So like I just like earned I earned some respect back <laughs> in the day. <laughs> Man, that's sick. Yeah, I, 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 I got kicked out of hockey games a lot. Fire. Wouldn't yeah. expect that for a guy like you. I'd expect you to be carried out of hockey games. There was a couple of those, too. Yeah. Um yeah, I was way smaller, so like I had like a little like a little man complex or oh, whatever yeah. it's called. You know what I mean? So I would uh, like I would fight, but I would fight really dirty because I knew that I wouldn't win a fair one. Yeah, yeah. So I was like cross checking people from behind all the time, like Fire. <laughs> just trying to hurt people. Um, but listen, I'm uh, now that I've reflected and I'm I'm woke now. So if there's any girls listening, uh, I would never be that toxic to you. Did uh, the coach on your team ever try and crack down on drugs like the coach in this movie? Mm, there wasn't a lot of drugs, uh, drug doing in hockey. Really? Yeah, like like there was a couple dart kids and then there was a couple of uh, like dipping kids. Um, and like there, it was a lot of drinking back then. Like, uh, yeah. I remember, like, <laughs> when I was in hockey school in junior high, we would, uh, a couple of us would do this bit where we would bring uh, vodka and water bottles to the school park because that was before hockey. Yeah. And we would do, like, half day. So from, like, 8 a.m. to noon, we would just be slamming straight vodka. <laughs> and then we would go to the hockey rink and just play hockey drunk. Jeez. And so, like, uh, yeah, a couple people got in trouble for that. Um, but yeah, no, I don't. There wasn't a lot of drugs. I kind of quit hockey before uh, drugs got involved in my life. Oh, maybe that was your major way. Well, <clears throat> I just thought it was fun. I really liked that subplot of the movie of the coach uh, trying to get the guy to sign the paper to promise to not do drugs. Yeah. Did you have any like meaningless contracts like that? Because I, I vaguely remember my dad making me sign a contract to say I wouldn't smoke weed. And then just me thinking, like, there's no way this is legally binding. Yeah. Um, nobody ever made me 
sign any type of oh actually we had like a no, we had non-bullying contracts so funny um which like yeah they just don't work like yeah i'll sign anything i'm a fucking minor i'm a liar and a bully dude yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> give me the pen <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever i gotta do to not get in trouble <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's like the, the, you're getting mad at me for bullying harassing a kid you think i'm not also above lying to you right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i also remember uh, we in school we had to sign a i won't bring my phone to class contract but uh that like the, they didn't even like the teachers didn't even believe in that one like yeah that one was so insane i really loved when they were fighting phones back in the day yeah yeah my sister uh she's like three years behind me she told me that man that is distracting as fuck i'm not gonna lie to okay. you but uh <laughs> she told me um yeah she told me that like uh we were so bad with phones that by the time she got to high school, we went to the same one. Yeah. Um, by the time she got there, they just made you put your phone in like a like the bag Dave Chappelle uses at his shows. Oh, those yonder bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we had a couple of teachers that would make us put it in a bin at the front of class. But everybody just also had iPod touches. So yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still fucking Snapchatting. You can take whatever you want away from me. I'll oh, find man. a way. There was a stretch where I had two phones in high school. I was unstoppable, bro. Yeah, I've always had two or three phones. I still have two or three phones right now. Uh, but I don't use them anymore. There's no point in having it anymore. I did love having a phone and a backup phone on me. Yeah. Just always offering one up. The other yeah. one had all my dealings on it. Yeah, like anytime someone was selling uh, one of their old phones, I would just buy it like <laughs> thinking I would need it for some reason. <laughs> Because that was my also my parents' go-to punishment whenever I got in trouble for anything was they would just take my phone and I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll just go pick from the roster then. <laughs> hmm. yeah. uh, did you ever have, uh, like, did you ever go be going to a party in high school and uh, then it got canceled because the parents found out? Um... No, but I, I, my friends and I did have a party that the parent did find out, but it was after the party. Oh, okay. Uh, was there hell to pay? It was, dude. It was the biggest letdown because we, uh, so it was my friend Jesse's birthday party. <laughs> it was my friend Jesse's party, and uh, he didn't have Facebook. So on the invite that I made, I told everyone it was his birthday party, just because I thought it would be funny if everyone was saying happy birthday to him all yeah. night. <laughs> and. Uh, that just proves they're all fake friends for not knowing his birthday. Yeah, exactly. That was the other thing, too. That was the <laughs> reveal at the end of the night. Like, all you guys are losers, actually. You don't even know Jesse's birthday. Don't believe everything you hear on the internet. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, so, like, his mom was out of town, and we took, like, every precaution to, you know, fucking, like, not get caught. Like, we she was like gone for the week we had the party like in the middle of her trip so we knew she was like out of province for sure that she wasn't coming back or anything mm -hmm. and uh we like prepped the whole house like oh that was another thing at this on this or in this movie at the first house party they go to there's like a makeout room for all the kids <laughs> yeah you ever have that at a party where there's just like a designated makeout space no at every party I've ever been to, it was wherever you could get it. Well, but that's the thing. It's like you would find a makeout space at a party, you know, like there'd be yeah, there'd, there'd be a room someone forgot to lock or a yeah, closet or a, something. You'd make it work. Yeah. Shoe closets, fucking somebody's bedroom. 
But at this party, we didn't want any of that happening, mostly because we knew we weren't going. That wasn't going to happen to us. So uh, <laughs> the day before, we like, and it, his doors didn't lock, so we like went in. Like we went into the room and then like barricaded the door shut with like couches and bookshelves and shit, and then climbed out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so like you could not get in. Yeah, we did that to every room in his house, and then um, yeah, we had the party. It was a like it was crazy. Uh, I, I got like hammered and made a girl cry, just <laughs> screaming at her. I forget about what. <laughs> Damn. Um, but then the next day, his uh, neighbors snitched and like told his mom, or like I, it was the next day, or like when she got back or something. I don't know. But she ended up finding out about it. Yeah. And she was only mad that like she was like, I would have let you have that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad you lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I, uh, the thing about the suburbs is is it's a very sick and depraved place that just kind of looks nice, and so. Every, like every party we had in high school, the parents would just be there also drinking. Yeah, there was there was a couple of parties I went to where like the mom would like greet me as I came in and like give me a cupcake and then I'd go down to a basement. Yeah. And everyone's just like trying drugs for the first time. Yeah, it was really fucked up. Like there's one I remember where uh, it was like this big ass like mansion thing, I get, or maybe just a big house. I don't I'm not really clear on what a mansion is, um, <laughs> but. It was like a big house and uh, the parents were having a party upstairs and then our, we were having a party downstairs. I think it was New Year's. And uh, yeah, I just remember like the parents were just like having a wine night, like a adult party where it's like everything is chill. Yeah. And we were all just having like the worst night of our lives <laughs> downstairs. Like because every single party I went to would either devolve into like fighting or like a bunch of girls crying or like the police showing up to search everybody. Yeah. And um yeah, it was just like it was like this one was a perfect storm of all three. Like <laughs> it was like a bunch of kids started fighting, like knives got pulled out, <laughs> bottles got smashed, and then also there was like somebody got caught cheating on somebody, so there was like a big fucking friend group that was all crying and like together. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then the police showed up, and I had, like, these things that I was going to sell that maybe my parents, my relatives might listen to this podcast, so we'll just call them uh, small circular yellow Pokemon cards <laughs> that I was trying to sell. And uh, I, I remember, like, this is probably the slickest move I've ever pulled in my entire life because you know me. You know I love tricking cops. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do in my entire life. <laughs> I love to get check stopped and then get out of it. Yes. Um. But yeah, so there was like these cops were there, they were searching everybody, but there was only four cops, I think, and there was probably like 50 people at this party, so they were like making their way through. So I just, we were, I was in the backyard at this time on the porch, and uh, so I was standing there just like not moving because they said nobody move, and I'm nothing if not a rule follower <laughs> at the same time. I, I have a duality of man in me, and uh, and like I was just getting so nervous, and I was like, well, I guess... There's only one thing I can do right now, and that is go for broke. So I uh, took this bag uh, out of my pocket and, like, th behind my back threw it into a planter yeah. and then just ran. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I ran, and uh, I got away, luckily, but, like, I wasn't that far from the house. Yeah. At this point, I was just sort of, like, at the other end of the cul-de-sac in this park that was at the end of it. Yeah. And um, 
I I was like wasted, so I thought that I had made a full clean escape, <laughs> right? And uh, so then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just take a piss and then walk back to my friend's house and meet up with the boys. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I start taking a piss in this parking lot, and then I see uh, headlights go on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's you know, cars are cars drive i was like that's fine and then all of a sudden uh, i see lights go on oh, and then shit. i was like oh i'm down the street i'm not <laughs> in the clear right now there's still cops here yeah. and uh so they it's like driving towards me and i just fucking book it through this park like bobbing and weaving through trees and i find a different path to take a different way back to my friend's house and uh luckily i escaped it um because you know my dad's a cop so if i got arrested that would have been a I don't think my interrogator would have been thrilled. Do you think your dad would be more mad that you got arrested or that you ran? Um, he'd be really mad. <laughs> he would just be really mad. <laughs> I, I, like, I don't, I don't think he would. Uh, I don't think he'd pe- pick anything. <laughs> I think honestly, he probably would have been the most mad that I was drinking. Yeah, there wouldn't be an aspect of that that would drive him up the wall. Yeah, it would just be the, sort of the whole deal. Everything all together. <laughs> yeah. But luckily I got away and then that was like I coasted off that story for like I mean I would just tell that to anyone who would listen. Yeah, I mean like, that's sick. You ever hear the time I did the race? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was pretty cool. I wonder if they ever found that bag. Yeah, I hope I hope the mom found that years later. <laughs> like I thought we were past this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just remember like yeah, every single party I ever went to, the parents were there and also drinking. Sometimes they would join the party, and that was always the most awkward thing. Yeah. Like, I remember just being, like, sickened by that, and then nobody else thought it was weird. Oh, yeah, it's, like, the worst part of the party. Yeah. When the fucking adults try and relive their glory days. It's, like, everyone here is underage. Yeah, one time this guy's stepdad was, like, on the dance floor. Weird. With everybody. Oh, and, you should have uh, just called the police. I should have called the police, but... They uh, would have found something on his hard drive. Yeah, but it would have been fucked up to be like, hey, I'm a drunk child on drugs right now, and I see a crime happening. <laughs> it's like you can't throw stones when you live in a glass house. Well, when you're a drunk child and there's an adult around, guess whose fault it is for you being a drunk child? Yeah. I also I remember one really funny one where uh, it was somebody's birthday, and we were at a party, and uh, the parents were there partying, too, and... Um, the cops showed up and they like didn't even break up the party, which was pretty <laughs> rare. It usually it would get broken up, but they just gave the parents a huge ticket and then that like ruined their vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and then the parents broke up the party. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably the best way to handle it for the cops. Yeah, I mean, honest if you're a fucking cop, like you don't wanna have to search through a bunch of cocky drunk like privileged kids pockets like totally number one nobody has anything and number two like i don't know there's probably a crime happening well i just remember like because i never went to any parties that got broken up by the cops but like my friends did those totally did happen when i was in high school and they all like there was one distinct one that a bunch of people I knew were at. And it happened like right after uh, we did like the social studies class where they taught us about our rights. Yeah. And so, oh, God. So I just re- like I heard uh, this story about like this kid, Andrew. He opened up the door, sees cops. and He's like, uh, do you have a warrant? And they just <laughs> fucking walked in there. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a war- yeah, I remember like that brings me a little bit of shame because I remember being very cocky about knowing the law. <laughs> yeah. Like that. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> well, yeah, like when you're a kid, you just get drunk and you believe you know the law. Right? 
You feel so confident. Yeah. No one's tried to test you yet. Yeah. You think you're untestable. Yeah. And the thing about the cops is they're allowed to break the law. Yeah. They, it doesn't matter, actually. They'll uh, pay those cops. Co- they'll apologize later. Absolutely. Can I tell you one more party story that I just remember? Yeah, please. One time, uh, like, the one of the only ones that didn't devolve into fighting, um, the only reason it didn't devolve into fighting was, like, so my friend, I had, like, a, a, my probably my best friend in high school was, like, a really good fighter. Uh, or so he said. I never saw him actually get into a fight, but he was like one of those guys who you just believed him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, it was like we were in this uh, basement, and uh, he saw like he was also a bit of a creepo too. Like he just like had a crush on this girl and would never leave her alone. Which nice. is like, yeah, I gotta. I don't know. I guess I feel bad for. Um, platforming a man like that <laughs> <laughs> as a leftist we'll de-platform him after this story don't <laughs> yeah, worry yeah, yeah. we'll dox him yeah uh we'll leak his address um so yeah he like saw her like not even doing anything i think she was just like talking to another person mm-hmm. and uh and then he like uh it was uh, he just like disappeared because we were hanging out and i then i couldn't find him and uh so i was like looking around because i was supposed to dd i think and uh, so I was looking around for him, and uh, I was just, like, asking, like, you guys seen Jacob anywhere? And uh, nobody had seen him. And so I, w- I went outside, and I just see him beating the shit out of the siding of this house, like, <laughs> as hard as he can, like, breaking like breaking his hands, breaking the siding, like, yeah. fucking up this house. There's just blood all over it. Like, when the parents came home, I wonder what they thought. But, yeah, and then I was like, dude, what's wrong? And he was like, She's talking to a guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I just remember having no fucking clue how to deal with that. Like, what am I supposed to tell you? Like, I don't know. People talk to each other. That's like (laughs) what these are for, dude. Like, that's what a party is. It's so funny being in high school and feeling things that much, though. Because, like, I, I, dude, there was one time when I was at this party um, and this girl that I, I, I really, really liked her. Uh, and just some guy ended up like, uh, having sex with her in like the storage room on top of the walking cooler. He's a op forever. And like, Oh dude, to this day it's (laughs) on site. And, uh, uh, someone like accidentally walked in on them and then like told everyone what was going on. And I remember just being like so sad the rest of the party. (laughs) (laughs) Still like trying to talk to girls, but couldn't like, I was just like genuinely heartbroken also. (laughs) Being sad at parties was like. Oh, that's a big phase I went through. Man, it's such a funny phase. I remember like, oh, okay, but I'm telling you how that story ended and yeah, then I'll please. embarrass myself on the podcast again. Um, So, yeah, I convinced him to come back into the party and be chill, but he was just like in a corner drinking by himself, mean mugging. Yeah. And like I was friends with this girl, like we were really close. And uh, so like uh, eventually we started talking too and then he came up to me like while we were talking it just taps me on the shoulder and he's like i'm going to knock you out if you don't stop (laughs) (laughs) and i remember being so scared of him that i was just like all right i'll talk to you at school on monday (laughs) i feel Um, man now i feel bad for that girl yeah imagine trying to make friends when you have like the fucking you know i feel incel batman always watching over you feel bad for her, too, but I'm pretty sure she's doing well these days. So. Uh, I mean, how could you not be? Have Shout out to like her. That wrapped around your finger. Shout out to her. Guarantee she doesn't listen to this podcast, but big respect. And let's catch up if you're ever in town. Um, 
Yeah, so also, yeah, I remember like being sad at part, but uh, do you remember like do you remember like just finding out that you uh, maybe you didn't cuz you're not a going to therapy guy, but I remember like just being diagnosed with a mental illness and then also like being like, "Okay, this is like uh the the thing about me now." And then I would just like to be honest, use it for attention, which <laughs> I'm not proud of, and uh, you shouldn't do that. Uh, yeah. But like I was, every I think a lot of people go through a fetishizing your own mental illness phase. Totally, I know I did. Um, so I remember just being at parties and like trying to look sad because I was like, I was like, if no one can tell I'm depressed, then am I depressed? <laughs> <laughs> and so I just like, if there was a few parties I went to where I would just like sit in a chair and stare at the ground and drink really like as hard as I could. Man, that is like next level. <laughs> yeah. I would just drink by myself and then tell people about it. Mm. That was how my, my fetishizing my sadness. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was bad with it. Then people would like it would work too, which was fucked up. Like people would come up to you and be like, "Hey man, what's wrong?" And I would just be like, "I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> it's like you clearly do. Like, <laughs> All you want to do is talk yeah, about it. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's my um, thing that makes me disgusted by myself for the week. I feel like I do one on every podcast. Yeah. Well, now we hit our quota. Yeah. Uh, well, with all this party talk, uh, securing liquor must have been a necessity. Uh, did you ever do it like because in this movie uh, there was that one liquor store that it just seemed like they didn't ID anybody. Yeah. And it was like across the street from that arcade or whatever. And uh, yeah, the, the, the freshman was just able to slip in there, buy a six pack comes yeah. for the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. time, by the way. The youngest looking man I've ever seen in my life. I know. And then he comes back out and his friends are there like his, his age friends are like, what is that? And he's like, oh, this. Oh, you know, just a sixer. Yeah. fucking playing it slick as hell talking like the oldest man you've ever met he's done this a thousand times like he wanted to get a 12 pack but they were out of stock yeah yeah uh we had one of those liquor stores it was across the street from our school which was uh yeah i mean it didn't do it didn't do anything good for us but uh yeah like pretty much the rules were that if you had a beard and showed them any card from your wallet like because they had cameras so they would be like you got to show us something (laughs) and uh so yeah like just like any guy with a beard would just boot for anybody and then uh but then like because i was doing comedy and uh that happens in bars so uh eventually i got to a point in my life where i bought a fake id off uh guy shout out to him uh who was one of the beard guys nice and uh yeah, then I just, like, that's exactly how I felt. Just so fucking cool about it. Like, I would boot for people. I didn't even, like, at, I got to a point where I, like, wasn't drinking anymore because I was trying to become the greatest comedian of all time, which, mission accomplished. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't really drink or do anything. Um, but then I would boot for everybody, and I uh, just feel so sick about oh, yeah. it. Yeah, just like, oh, yeah, big sixer guy. <laughs> and, uh yeah. So, yeah, once I got a fake ID, it was, like, super easy. We didn't really have a liquor struggle anymore. Yeah, that's fire. See, we just went with – we had a, a friend with a beard. Yeah. So that was fine. My buddy Sean got a beard when we were, like, 15, and then he just started buying us liquor then, which was sick. And then also my high school drug dealer, uh, Russell, uh, mm-hmm. worked at uh, Sobey's Liquor Store for a time. And uh, <laughs> we would like go to pick up weed from him, and then he would also just like sell us liquor afterwards, which was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Um, fuck. And we also had uh, my friend's older brother too. 
just got into smoking weed, but like after high school, and he didn't have any, like he was an engineer, he didn't have any friends who smoked weed, so he had to go through us. Yeah. So we would just make him like buy us like things of Fireball, like in exchange for quarters. That's so funny. I also remember, uh, yeah, when I was like, because I started drinking super young, and uh, when I was like real young, like too young to know anybody who looked like they could buy liquor. Uh, what we would do is like my parents had a, a like a bunch of liquor from their wedding, which was at that time probably like 15 years old or yeah. something. And uh, so we would just like steal the vodka and replace it with water. Nice. And uh, but I remember like I was like 12 and my friend was 13. So like we didn't know like the logistics of liquor. So like the vodka was fine, but then eventually the vodka got so watered down that we were like, we got to switch to something else. So <laughs> then we started stealing, uh, the, like, I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a Brown liquor. And, uh, I remember trying to mix that with water and it just like instantly separated. Yeah. <laughs> I just felt so fucking stupid about it. And then so like for a while, like every day I would just go shake it up. <laughs> 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 like I would wake up extra early and just shake go it up shake in the morning. The <laughs> yeah. Cause it, they kept it on top of the fridge. So like they, they never drank it. So they could never tell, but it was always in sight. So I figured they would like, they would know, you know what I Man, mean? Man, that's awesome. Yeah, and then eventually uh, they threw all of that out once I got alcohol poisoning in grade eight, and they found out about my fucking lifestyle choices, <laughs> and they were like, we got to get every drop of liquor out of this house. <laughs> and then, But by the, by grade eight, it was like, you know, the, f- the ship had sailed. Like, we had so many ways of getting liquor by then, and it was like, yeah, do your worst. Yeah. Yeah, my mom would uh, keep wine around the house sometimes, so I'd like sneak some wine on on occasion yeah but otherwise my parents just bought liquor like teenagers where they would buy a bunch of beers for whatever you know when they were having a barbecue and then drink those beers and then we wouldn't have anything in the house yeah my parents are big corona guys so they would always have like a stash of coronas nice um hey since we're talking so much about all this shit um you know what i do wish is uh like i don't i wish there would be less movies that like glorify uh this kind of shit because like it is a thing that goes on for everybody when they're young and stuff but like i don't know man it's pretty bad like well, that's it the formed thing. a lot of habits for a lot of like i got a lot of friends who are fucked up and it, you could trace it back to oh yeah man grade and nine or whatever a lot of the shit that i'm dealing with stems from you know how much i like to get fucked up in high school but the thing is is that like when and i was thinking about this too when i was watching this um like this is the best time or like uh, you know when you're in high school doing all that shit it's tough to turn that into a cautionary tale because it's genuinely a ton of fun and it rules yeah you're right about that it just has like a yeah i mean it it the problem with it is like it feels so cool because you have the added i'm breaking a rule and a law factor well yeah and you're like on your own you have to deal with shit it's like it that's genuinely how i think i became able to exist in the world by myself was by breaking the law when i was in high school and just having to deal with that yeah i guess it yeah like it helped me a lot but then there's like there's kids who like you could tell that their life path never included like getting fucked up underage so much but then it like it just in pop culture it just seems so cool to get fucked up that like people would like I don't know. People would like uh, do it when they didn't need to or like well, when yeah. they weren't that type of guy. Well, and the problem, too, is that like, 
most pop culture is just this, where it's like, it's this, it's the Breakfast Club, or you know, uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where it's like just you know the starting time of smoking weed. Yeah, when it's fun, when it's as advertised before it becomes a drug. Yeah, exactly. And like, oh man, it like. But that's the thing is, like, how do you make a movie about a guy who's 22 and dropped out of university and is still smoking weed every day and isn't happy about it? Yeah. That movie sucks. Yeah. I mean, I just wish, like, the way I would make this movie to uh, really sell the consequences of that is, like, you know the scene when uh, they're driving off into the sunrise uh, at the end? Yeah. Uh, I, I think they should have crashed. <laughs> to be honest like i honestly think that because like i don't know man because there is something to be said about like yeah it's fun and it's cool and uh everybody loves it and it rules and also like i wish i could still be doing it right now but all like also like you gotta like i feel like kids don't understand that there's a negative consequence of it because like Okay, here's the personal relation. When I got the alcohol poisoning super young, I didn't even know that you could get that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that you could drink too much. I thought it was just like, oh, this makes me feel good. Let me keep doing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, I have people who, like, I know people who, like, got into car crashes after party and, like, uh, rest in peace to them. You know what I mean? Like... So, I I don't know. I just wish it was, like, a little more balanced in these types of movies. Yeah, because, I mean, Because it's always either propaganda that you can tell is obvious exaggeration. That's exactly it. Or, like, propaganda. Like, it's always propaganda in one way. It's either this is terrible and evil or this is the best shit ever. When really it's, like, in the middle. And that's kind of the thing of this movie that, um, I mean, honestly, I feel like this movie, it's it's not perfect, but I do think that it communicated that point a lot better than so many of these other teen stoner movies just because of the inclusion of the Matthew McConaughey character. Um, When I watched it the first time, I mean, okay, because the thing with the Matthew McConaughey character is he's a dirtbag. He's written to be an absolute dirtbag loser. Mm. But the thing with Matthew McConaughey is he's cool as hell. Yeah. And he plays him cool as hell. And everyone who watches it just sees how cool Matthew McConaughey is being and then misses the fact that, oh, this guy's a loser. Yeah. The fact that all the characters through the movie reference how this guy's a loser, how he's going to get arrested, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, But, like, he's, you know people think he's sick uh pop culturally but i guess my point is that i think that's kind of the point they were trying to get at here was that like hey look this is super fun for the new freshman guy he had the best time at the party the party at the end of the movie the party for the uh seniors was them getting into a fight not having a good time there was a physical fight there was a football guy getting into the argument with his friend there was just disagreements people weren't having a fun time yeah and i feel like that's kind of the people starting to realize oh partying's not that sick Mm -hmm. and then you have the matthew mcconaughey character who's just trying to hold on to this still he has nothing else going on in his life he's talking about how he's thinking about going back to school and like how many guys like that have you heard be like yeah i think i'm gonna roll enroll i think i'm gonna make something of my life yeah. And then, but they're like, oh, I guess I'll also just keep getting some extra money in my pocket. Until then, I'll just get some money in my pocket. And then they die, losers, drunk at a high school party. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, and I mean, you're right. Like, still, I don't think that this movie went far enough. And I don't think that there's been a, yeah. really a movie that's able to straddle that line of explaining, like, yeah, no, there, this is kind of dope and it's fun to a certain degree, but like, you're going to pay for this at some point. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, like, yeah, my my counterpoint to what you said is just like you just told me you had to watch it what three times that, before yeah, you got it. That's exactly it. So yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I just wish it was a little more balanced because it's like everybody. Yeah, everyone takes such like a hard stance on it. I guess is what I'm trying to say, and uh, I, I I just don't think there's enough nuance in these kind of movies. No, and I think it's it's tough to. Um it's tough to make something with that level of nuance in it because I think people would just be worried that you're glorifying it. But I guess to that end, like what is American pie even? What is all these other movies that just blatantly glorify that? Yeah. You know, party lifestyle or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's genuinely tough, but if somebody could recommend a movie that does that right, I would love to see that. But until then, like I genuinely think that this might have done it the best fast times at Ridgemont high also dealt with similar themes not exactly the party shit but yeah you know i think they straddled that line of you know showing you fucked shit in a fun movie similarly yeah and also like if you're listening to this and you're a guy who has graduated and still goes to high school parties stop it stop stop going to high school parties stop listening to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes also that listen i don't need fucking numbers that bad (laughs) like because i remember that being a real gross issue in high school and like nobody liked it and everybody knew it was a problem and everybody still let those guys show up totally yeah, so I don't know. Like, it, And if you're listening to this and you're in high school and you go to those parties and there are guys that do that, fucking kill them. They're losers. Beat they're the shit out of them. The genuine, like they're the most pathetic type of guy in existence. I know he's bigger than you and you're scared of him. Jump him. He is a pussy. There's nothing wrong with jumping people. There really isn't. As long as it's deserved. It's a valid strategy. Yeah. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't a good strategy. <laughs> if it didn't work consistently <laughs> <and> perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, did the freshmen and seniors get along at your high school? Uh, yeah, they got along. It was, um, I mean, I didn't really know them at all because I, like, I wasn't involved in any of the sports and shit. And that was mostly how like they would get to know each other. Yeah. But like I'd go to part, like if I were to go to a high school party, it would be like, Typically, if it was a sports person, then everyone would be there. Or if it was like a weird person whose mom was out of town, then it would usually just be like kids from their grade. Yeah. Yeah. I rem- I just remember uh, like uh, it was always the freshman guys and or no, sorry, the uh, seniors guys and the freshman girls that would get along. But like all the freshman guys would just like bully all the seniors guys for being predators. Yeah. Because. Yeah, that was a weird thing that always happened in high school, too, where it was just, like, every grade 12 guy, like, the first week would just be, like, hitting on every grade 10 girl. Yeah, man, and that's, like, a weird thing. I remember that being very unsettling I didn't like it, and, I mean, like, it's, what, two, three-year age difference, so, like, it's not, you know, now it's fine, whatever, but, like, back then, that's, like, literally a a full-grown man hitting on a child. Yeah, (laughs) it was was a lot back then. Like, it was a big difference, I remember. Big difference back then. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. And like it was just fine. There's a lot of really creepy shit that happens that everyone's just like, yeah, it's part of life. Yeah. And I mean, like that was just that that was how this movie ended. Like the uh, uh, senior nerd and the freshman uh, uh, girl, they ended up hooking up at the end. Yeah. It's funny that that's pitched as like a heartwarming love story. Yeah. And it's like, like, ugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it does communicate like that, that shit's bad. I don't think it does perfectly. I, I think that at the end of the... Like, and like I said, it took me three times to realize that. I don't think... Like, I think you have to be trying to take something like that away from this movie. Yeah. Because if you go into it just being like, oh, it's a sick high school party movie, that's what you're going to get. You're going to think Matthew McConaughey's cool. You're going to think that, you know, all the fucking drinking and the partying is uh, reminiscent of a better time. And You know what I think the way to fix that type of shit is? I think that uh, instead of three grades, like junior high and high school are three grades, I think we need to split it into two. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, a, it's like grade seven and eight is one school, grade nine and ten is one school, grade 11 and 12 is one school. You're right. That would be way better. Because, yeah, other, uh, like... Uh, yeah, that's just my theory. So if there's any fucking social planners out there listening to this, if Jason Kenny is listening to this or any other governmental officials, which I know you are, I know you fucking, you can't get enough of what I got to say. You're listening to my shit. You're thinking, oh, we should start the leftist CIA. <laughs> right. Yeah, you should, bitch. Uh, but also you should s- split up uh, the grades a little bit more. Yeah. Cause it, it it is you don't need to have even any... as a guy like it was weird just being like I was in a gym class in grade ten with grade twelves yeah and we would play dodgeball and that hurt <laughs> <laughs> well I mean yeah it, literally like I I got as big as I got in grade twelve dude like I yeah. haven't really grown much since then I got as big as I got after I graduated <laughs> we've discussed this on the podcast before but I was nineteen when I hit my growth spurt. <laughs> Man, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was it's like, yeah, you had no chance. Guys like you. Yeah, like you were I was changing in a gym class, hairless as a seal, with fucking men. <laughs> like <laughs> You know what? Uh part of this movie reminded me of just stand up comedy. Huh. Uh, at the end where uh the junior high kid gets accepted by all the seniors. Yeah. And then there's just like this boy hanging out with all these men. Yeah, that reminds really me reminded of, uh, me of uh, our first couple of months. Yeah, and yeah. maybe maybe all of our friends are uh, weird creeps for hanging out with us. And you know what? They are. I don't think they are. I think each and every one of them should take a l- good long look at themselves. I would like to say that nobody ever uh, was creepy to me when I was a seventeen-year-old doing open mics with thirty-year-olds, well, except for three headliners in a row (laughs) but other than that um and even that was like uh, they i'm i sway back and forth on if it was a bit or if it was creepy yeah i don't know there's a couple of ladies who have been weird to me but that's it no fellas yeah i would like to also say no fellas so (laughs) listen i won't comment on that you know there's no uh there's no uh, uh, lesson to be drawn from that, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that only women are creeps. <laughs> uh, th- there was a, another part I wanted to really wanted to get your take on or see if you had any experience with this. Uh, so at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. they have that big party in the forest. The, uh, the junior high kid, he makes out with a lady. Until sunrise. Yep. And then has to go back home to his mom's. Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Way past curfew. Yeah. And she's waiting for him. 
when he walks in. Mm-hmm. You ever that does that ever happen to you? Um, not. I don't think so. I was like, uh, my dad's like a really intense guy, so I kind of just like always followed curfew. And then once I started doing stand up in grade uh, twelve, I guess. I just sort of didn't have a curfew anymore. Nice. Uh, because shows go late. Um, yeah, no one's ever been waiting for me. Sometimes, like, because he would work night shift, too. And so sometimes, like, I would sh- I would show up and he would, like, be just getting off work and he'd catch me like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was never too much of an issue. Did that ever happen to you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you after I take a piss. Oh, okay, good luck. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, do, a, I'll do a set. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm uh, I'm a different guy here to do an advertisement. Uh, have you guys ever Have you guys ever been to Old Navy? Uh, a lot of people used to think Old Navy. They said, "Oh, that's not a cool store. What do they sell? Blank T-shirts and jeans that fit weird." Well, listen, I just went to Old Navy recently, and uh, they're they're stepping their fucking game up. Let me tell you that they got. They got all sorts of jeans. They got all sorts of graphic tees. They're they're trying to become um, sort of like a, a streetwear store now. I went there. I bought a, a MTV sweater. People, people, I've been wearing it to the open mics. People have been saying, oh, what is that, vintage? Oh, how'd you find such a vintage piece in such good condition? I said, this is brand spanking new, bitch. This is a fucking, this is a 2021 MTV shirt that looks like it's from the 90s. And so uh, shout out to Old Navy, and thank you for the $10 million. Hey, uh, it's me, a third guy, and I'm back to do... I'm here to do uh, a second advertisement um, where I uh, promote my company... uh, uh, Oh, hey, what about this for a bit? Hey, uh, it's me, uh, uh, a third guy, here to promote a second company where I, uh, it's my company that I own. Um, it's sort of a, a take on a, a different company. We're an offshoot of a different company. Um, we're an offshoot of Blue Chew, and uh, what my company is called is Jew Chew. So uh, everybody says, hey, don't circumcise your baby. That's a traumatic thing. It's very painful for a baby. It's like, why would you damage your baby's mental state so early on in its life? Well, here at uh, Jew Chew, um, what we do is we have a little, we have a little chewable pill that you give to your baby. Uh, it's not blue. It's a different color. And uh, what happens is your baby chews it, it swallows it, and then uh, its foreskin falls off. Uh, so... Maybe consider that instead of giving a doctor a big knife and a big pair of scissors. Are you talking about the... Juchu.com. Yeah. I'm talking <laughs> about my company. I'm a third guy. I'm not the host of this podcast. I'm an ad guy doing ad voice. Okay. And I'm, sp- I'm promoting my company, Juchu. Uh, so thank you. That's the end of my advertisement. All right. I'm back from the bathroom. It's Brad, the first guy. Um, I don't know which ads uh, were on this podcast, but... Let me tell you, I I hope uh, they're woke companies and they are good too. Can I see your chapstick? Yeah. Man, did you hear that? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, those ads. Uh, well, I I, I didn't hear them, cause, so I have plausible deniability <laughs> in case it is offensive. 
Um, but yeah, I got I got caught not by my parents, but by some other my friend Eric's parents. Caught doing what? I forgot what we were talking oh, about. Oh, we were talking about like coming home way past curfew and oh, having yeah, your yeah. parents just perched up waiting for you. Yeah. So uh, we had this. Uh, uh, it was my friend Eric's birthday. We were supposed to have this big rager in the forest. A lot of people canceled, so it was a, it ended up being five guys in a dog park. Yep. And uh, he, he, like, smoked weed for the first time and just got, like, fucking fucked. Like, so high. Like, it was becoming a problem. He kept taking his dick out. Just, like, <laughs> out of it, bro. That's an insane thing to do. I've never met anyone who got that high before. Well, it, it, I guess it wasn't that he was taking his dick out. Is that, it was that he wasn't putting it back in was the issue. Like, he took it out to piss and then just, like, turned around and walked <laughs> <out to> <laughs> <laughs> Was it an on-purpose thing, or did he forget to he, put he it back totally in? He totally forgot to put it back in. That's and watching so him piss funny. was amazing, too, because, like, you know how, like, normally you, like, hold and aim your dick when you piss? Or at least get it in a good position and chill. Well, guys like you might have to, but uh, mine mine just does what I will it to. <laughs> he just had both of his arms, like, spread out at his side, just, like, pelvis forward. <laughs> Brother, I love pissing like that. Dude, it was the funniest piss I've ever seen. And uh, so we were, like, drinking and smoking. And uh, he ended up getting so fucked that we, like, couldn't take him back home. Yeah. At curfew, because he would have just been, like, would have blown our cover immediately. Yeah. So we had to, like, we were, like, we told his parents that we were at a movie, and we were, like, oh, we watched, we missed our movie. We had to go see a later showing of something else, so we'll be an hour late. And we get home uh, an hour late back to Eric's place, mm-hmm. and uh, his parents are just sitting on the uh, on the stairs waiting for us outside no no no. like inside like we oh, okay. open the door and his like stairs are like right in front of the door yeah so he did both his parents side by side waiting for us and we we're just like oh hello mr <laughs> and mrs eric and then uh they're like playing it cool like they don't know what's going on and i like eric goes up to his room i like go sleep in the basement and uh with like the other guy who's there kurt who's the biggest fucking loser i've ever met in my life all right and uh we the next day i thought like i was so proud i'm like fucking made it home free dude fucking got secured the bong and everything we had it all still hell yeah and uh uh, we were like at breakfast and eric's dad's talking to me and he's like so how was the movie and i'm like oh it was really good we went to go see uh x-men or whatever and uh (laughs) We showed up late, so we ended up instead going to see Spider-Man. I think it was the second one with Andrew Garfield was what I was lying about. Okay. And I I planned this whole thing from the start, so I had watched a review of that movie. So I'm like, oh, you know, it was, like, pretty good. They made a couple of choices that I wouldn't made that straight from the comic books. But, you know, like, overall, it was, it was like, a 7 out of 10. And <laughs> it's like, He's like I watched that YouTube video, yeah, too. it's like, that's what IGN gave it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, to be honest, though, proud of you for doing that, because I would never have thought that far. Oh, dude, I was like I was a little bastard back in the day. And uh, so like we he didn't call me out on it. We like finished breakfast. My dad picked me up, drove home had beers in my backpack. Like I I, I thought I was good. Yeah. And then the next day uh, at school, uh, I like talked to Eric a couple times and he seemed weird. And then like my buddy Sean was just like, oh, yeah, Eric told his parents everything. And I'm like, what? Dude. And I went up to him and was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? 
And like he told his parents everything like immediately after we left, he like showed them where all his weed was, where the bong was. He got like grounded forever. Sean got in a bunch of trouble. All our friends got in a bunch of trouble. My parents never found out. What the? F- Why would you fold like that? I was, I was so mad at him, dude. I mean, I, I'm recognizing a bit of hypocrisy in myself because like I just went on a thing about how you shouldn't be doing that shit when you're young. But also like if you are doing that shit when you're young, hold it down, hold it down. Don't be a fucking, like, why would you uh, live was, with your choices? Dude, I was so mad about that. I wrote a song. I didn't get into, com- I wasn't into comedy yet. <laughs> I wrote a song about my feelings, dude. Damn, son. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at a certain, like, you shouldn't make those choices, I think. But then also, it, you got to commit to your fucking choice. Like, that's the thing. It's like, why would you double cross yourself? You're already going to be in trouble if they catch you. Yeah. Do everything you can to not get caught. Yeah. Pussy. Ugh, that makes me upset. Dude, yeah, that was I was so furious at him. Yeah. So mad at him. But yeah, my parents never found out. Also, funny thing about that, he paid eighty dollars for an eighth of weed. Oh, that is funny. He uh did he hear eighth and just think like oh yeah, it's ten bucks uh I thing. think he was trying to buy okay, because here's what happened was before the party started, we had never smoked weed before. So he was like he Googles, he's like, How much weed do eight people need? And uh, <laughs> and the first result was like eight grams. And so he goes to a drug dealer and he's like, mm, Can I please buy eight grams of weed? And then they handed him an eight an eighth. Yeah. And he handed them eighty dollars. Dude, you know what's hilarious is like you can tell like, of course, the drug dealer was going to rip you off because nobody buys eight grams. Eight grams. <laughs> That's not, it's seven or 14. It's my favorite part about working at the spice shop, by the way. We sell everything in volumes. The weights for everything is di- like different across the board. So someone will be in a, come in and they'll be like, hey, can I get 100 grams of oregano? And I'll be like, I can give you 70 or I can give you 140. What do you want? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, man. Yeah, I'm still pissed off about that fucking self-snitch story. Yeah, honestly, whack. But also, another, what? I'll tell the story another time. I convinced Kurt when we went to camp in grade six that his cabin was haunted, and he cried a lot. It was so funny, man. That's sick. But, uh, yeah, do you you have any other uh, takes about this movie? I feel like it did capture the high school experience well. Like, you might not have been stoked about it, but, like, I, I, I related to a lot of this movie. No, I agree with you. I think it was uh it was rather accurate. I mean, like and that was also partly why I enjoyed like you you said like it didn't feel like a lot of stuff happened. And I mean, I guess that's what high school is. That like, is what high school is cuz you're always at a high school party thinking like, "Oh man, I wish this would be like the movies." But it's like the movies that I saw were like Ferris Bueller's Day Off where he steals a car and goes to a parade. Yeah. It's like what this is what a high school party is, where you drink too much in the forest, and then your mom's mad at you when you come home. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did do a little bit of... All my fuck shit happened in junior high, mostly. Like, we kind of chilled out by high school, because, like, yeah, we would, like, uh, we didn't st- go joyriding, but we would, like, just break into cars, because we thought it was fun. <laughs> what, the, what would you do? Would you take things? Yeah. If there was things, <laughs> sold a lot of headphones in my day. Man, that's so funny. And uh, one time, uh, 
we uh we went to our we were get we were all drunk and just walking around and uh we went to our junior high school and uh it was a hockey school so like we had buses because they had to take us to a rink like the yeah. school had their own buses and uh we like we broke into uh where they stored the buses because it it wasn't that hard it was just like a chain link fence and uh then we uh we had figured out before how to get into the bus from the emergency exit door because I don't remember. I guess that's just how we had to unlock it or some shit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just got in there and then we hotboxed the entire bus. That's sick. Yeah, which is like, that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then we, uh, yeah, we left. We got away with it too, which was crazy. Like, why would you not have cameras? Did they, Did they? Was anybody like trying to catch? Like, did they know somebody smoked weed in the bus after? Well, yeah, we got into it the next day, and it just, like, reeked like weed. That's and, uh, so funny. Yeah, the teacher was like, what the fuck happened? And then uh, I remember, like, <laughs> we were, like, trying to act not guilty, but also trying to deflect the blame, even though there no one had any reason to blame <laughs> us at all. So, like, our teacher was like, oh, that's weird. It stinks in here. And uh, we were just like... Oh, yeah, it was probably, like, a homeless guy or something. <laughs> it's like we lived in, like, the nicest suburb. Probably town. a homeless guy probably broken through that emergency exit, I would reckon. I would hotboxed the whole bus. If I had to venture a guess, personally, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that smells like, but I also bet someone broke in and smoked weed in here, that <laughs> someone that wasn't me. Um, but, yeah, we lived in a town where there was, like, no homeless people at all. Like, they would... I, I'm pretty someone sure must have come from the next town over. Some migrant from edmonton must have come in and yeah because uh hot boxed this what sherwood park would do and still does which is literally evil and i hope somebody uh stops it eventually is uh they put all the like anyone who's homeless that gets into sherwood park gets put on a bus and they just take them downtown (laughs) to edmonton (laughs) and they just kick them out and uh yeah so like our story like made no sense and there was also no reason for us to tell a story but uh it was a hockey coach so not the sharpest knife in the old knife drawer and uh he didn't call us out on it but fire it was like we should have got caught for doing that totally yeah um i'll ask you this though do you think it was worth it uh when at the end of the movie the high school guy or sorry the uh football guy uh the coach pulls up to them when he catches them smoking on the field and he he uh, he made him, you know, give him the fucking paper to sign. Says, "I'm not going to do drugs," and he yeah. balls it up and hucks it in there. And he's like, "I'm hanging out with my friends this summer. We got to go to Aerosmith, boys." Do you think that was the right call? That's it's tough to say because what I will say is everyone who is good at sports at that age doesn't go pro ever. So it's like you might as well quit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I guess that's worth like you got to follow uh, what you feel. That's the thing. You're going to find if it was a mistake, you're going to find out you're going to change your life. That's but. exactly it. And it's like you kind of, uh, you know, you got to make sacrifices in life sometimes. Like I, for example, I went to a music festival one time and I really wanted to see Wiz Khalifa, but he was playing at the same time D'Antward was playing and I wanted to see them more. I would still like to see Wiz Khalifa, but I'm glad that I saw D'Antward. Hmm. And I think it's like that, you know, like you. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to look back and be like, man, you know, I would have been nice to have played football, but like I can only hope that going to Aerosmith for him was worth it. Yeah. And that, you know, hanging out with a weird older guy, maybe he got something out of it. Maybe he learned not to be like that later on. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. Like, I yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a sacrifices thing. Um, I think it's more of just like a 
you do have to make mistakes. Everybody makes a fucking like if it is a mistake, which they don't really like elaborate on. It's left on a bit of a cliffhanger. But like, yeah, if it is a mistake, uh, hopefully he'll realize it before something terrible happens. And uh, if it's not a mistake, then fucking rock on. Yeah. And I think that's what life's all about. Yeah. Like rocking on. People don't need like you don't need to try to like control kids. You know what I mean? Like if they're fucking up, they'll realize that they're fucking up. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's I don't like, like if the you way try people and, try to lecture you. About yeah. All if you try and railroad someone into not fucking up, they're just going to resent you and find a new way to fuck up. Which is why I'm like this. Yeah. Shout out to my father. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, in the moment it probably was the right choice for him and he'll see how it pays off. So what do you think our parents learned from this? Um, that your kid is doing something bad and your kid you is, should suspect him of everything. Your kid's doing something bad. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah. He's lying to you. Listen, if there's parents listening to this, just give up. Yeah. He, don't catch him. He's just getting away with something. Because... I don't know. I, like, my parents had a weird thing where they were always trying to catch me doing things, and it made me very sneaky. Yeah, mine and if, too. And if, if they just stopped trying to catch me, I would have told them what was going on, or at least let me talk about that. Yeah. That would be so much safer. You know, your kid's going to drink. Your kid's going to smoke. Yeah. Just be there for them and show them how to do it responsibly. Exactly. It's yeah, the same. Like, it's not movies' jobs, actually, what I was saying earlier. It is parents' jobs. It like, is. Parents need to stop being fucking, like pretending that that's not a part of life like just help well it's them. like I've, I've been seeing this come up recently where it's like uh, parents need to like show kids how to have healthy relationships with food you know like in candy and shit like that because uh like i don't know about you but i grew up with a couple of kids who they were just like fully banned from having candy they were fully banned from having mcdonald's all that shit at home and then when they when they'd go you know hang out with like other kids who their parents didn't care they'd go fucking crazy because yeah. they had no way to uh maintain that or like you know figure out how to balance it and it's like you now you have all these people who like just don't know how to fucking diet and all this shit they just go crazy on candy or whatever and it's like literally the same thing with drugs and alcohol uh, growing up, like I had, uh, there was a group of friends that I had who like, th- they were Italian and, uh, their dad like made his own wine at home. It, I think you mean Italian X before you continue. I mean, story. Italian, <laughs> and, uh, their, their dad at home, uh, made wine and like, they just had a very healthy relationship with alcohol because of that, because they'd, they'd see their parents have like one or two wines at dinner. You know, they'd see their uncles get hammered. So they knew what that looked like. Yeah. And then, you know, their dad would let them have like a half a glass, like on our junior high graduation, they had a beer. Yeah. And it's just like shit like that. Like one of them's fucked, but like the rest of them are they they're good. Yeah. I mean, and that is the thing. Like if people are going to be fucked, they're going to be fucked. Like being a fucking like crazy guy about it is not uh, helping anybody. No, you need to just encouraging your kid to rebel. You need to open a dialogue about how to actually do this shit safely and realistically and not, you know, go crazy in a high school and have a blast partly because you're just breaking the law and being sneaky and then trying to chase that dragon for the rest of your life. Like you're not going to. Yeah, because I grew up with parents who like acted like if like they acted like if you did any of that, you were just destined to like never have a good job yeah, or like same, a good life at mine. all. And um, yeah, they were just like crazy about it. They acted like that was not a part of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Until I turned literally 21, like this year, my 
parents just admitted that they tried drinking in high school yeah. and it's like i don't give a fuck anymore like <laughs> what but uh yeah like parents need to uh just stop pretending that you were perfect when you were a kid nobody's fucking perfect and all it does is make your kid resent you and feel like shit well and also it makes it it, it nullifies your advice because it sounds insane yeah it's like the same you know like you ever hear uh, about how like dare program just makes people do more drugs yeah it's because they deal in absolutes there they're just like yeah you, you smoke weed you're gonna lose your mind you're gonna go crazy you will become schizophrenic yeah and you do it once and you're like oh i just got hungry and had the best apple of my life yeah. and it's like well i'm gonna do this forever now because you're an idiot i'm also gonna try some other things too because you're obviously wrong about this yeah like that's pretty much what happened with my parents they had no concept of what all this was like i told my dad i did mushrooms he almost cried and it's like fucking i don't know it's not that big of a deal figure it out learn how to open a dialogue with it so i don't have to lie to you and write off all your advice because it's bad yeah like yeah the big thing my parents would always say is like the only the thing that pisses us off the most is dishonesty but it's like you can't tell me to be honest with you when i can tell that you've been lying to me for my whole life. Yeah. Like be honest with your kid and they'll be honest back. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, stop like, I don't stop trying to have the perfect son. Like you're not going to no. or the perfect daughter or the perfect, whatever, uh, anything, the perfect kid. Like, uh, I think they should have learned that. I don't think that they did. No, I think what they not. learned is we need to crack down on these motherfuckers. Yeah. 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 Get in there before Matthew McConaughey does. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean like, yeah, everybody wonders like, like everybody's always like, Oh, why are the kids all like doing pills now? And it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe because you are a fucking Nazi. Like, (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's because you pushed them into it. You psychopath. Yeah. And, uh, I think that, and maybe this is me uh, not taking responsibility for my own actions. So maybe a 30 year old can let me know and I'll not listen to you. But um, I do genuinely believe that I wouldn't have gone so crazy uh, if people had like my parents and also like the dare guy and like teachers and like because it is all adults that you interact with when you're a kid. Or yeah, for exactly. me it was. I feel like I wouldn't have gone so crazy and so hard. If people had just, like, been honest with me. Yeah. Instead of being like, if you smoke weed once, you'll never have a thought again. Yeah, exactly. Give me your experience of it. Tell me that it's going to be fun for a while, and then it's going to kind of start to suck and lose its luster. Yeah. Tell me about what it's like to be, you know... pissed off and angry when you're sober and then smoking the weed and then just being hazy and pissed off and angry that you're high. Yeah, like, I didn't... Man, I didn't need to be 16 years old doing Xanax just to feel like I had control over my life. Exactly. Just give kids a little bit of control over their life. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Well, that's a good takeaway. Yeah. So anyway, hell yeah to partying. Hell no to parents. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah fucking drinking rules parents drool this feels like a very juvenile episode to be honest with yeah, you. yeah i mean yeah whatever <laughs> fuck it this is a juvenile show yeah uh do you have anything to plug this week um yeah uh me and kian are co-headlining in medicine hat this weekend if you listen to this podcast and you live in medicine hat um i got red deer a couple times this week uh 
I'm at the comic strip at some point. I'm around Edmonton doing comedy all the time. And, uh, yeah, if there's any beautiful women who want to compliment me, feel free to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, me and Brad will be at the comic strip every Wednesday till the end of time. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll also be at the comic strip uh, with friend of the show, Will Hannigan, at the first week in September. I'm um, going to be hosting some shows, so come out to that. Oh, I met Yuck Yucks the first weekend in September in Hell Edmonton. Yeah. And um, uh, the first weekend of November, I am at the comic strip with friend of the show, Godfrey. Ooh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, I really like him. Well, come to all our shows, download our podcast, tell all your friends, leave some nice reviews. Yeah. Mwah. Oh, this is Your Parents Watch This, brought to you by Comedy Here Often on the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network.